Welcome to the Vision Mental Health Weekly Podcast, where we encourage you to share, listen, and inspire others to talk about mental health. We believe that everyone's mental health matters, no matter what season of life you're in. This podcast will be all about listening to others share their stories and perspectives on mental health. This is Bill and Cavern from our hometown in Egan. We are so excited that you guys are on here with us, and let's just get started. Kind of give us a little background about how you know us. Um, I think obviously we all started hanging out in high school, um, but every single weekend, you know, we'd, we'd get together at whether it's my place or Maddie's place, bonfires, just hanging out, and uh, we're all really close, which is cool. Something, you know, you don't really see in a lot of high school groups where you have a group of guys and a group of girls that are so close to one another. Um, I think that we were definitely very blessed and fortunate to, you know, be as close as we were with one another. So that was cool growing up in high school, and obviously that's really carried over into college, you know, just finishing up four years at uh, Iowa and still being able to sit here with, you know, both you guys and along with, you know, Samantha, Gabrielle and everything like that. It feels so old. Really shows. Um, yeah, California, been out there for, coming up on four years, on the six-year deal. We talked about the community. So, Cameron was talking about how close we are as a community, and I know my, our freshman year, of college and first year out of high school, one of our closest friends in our friend group passed away. And that affected a lot of people, and especially us, just because we were all so close. And obviously it's still not easy, and grief comes in many different ways. And so I kind of just want to hear your perspective a little bit. I know um, it's different because he was kind of one of the boys and so I kind of just want to hear a little bit about how you guys handled it and then how you're dealing with it now. Yeah, I mean, obviously when it first happened, it was uh, during like Thanksgiving break. So we were all coming back. Um, you know, your week break starts, you have exams or whatnot. So it was nice to kind of get those done and then, you know, look forward to spending time with your family, you know, in the Thanksgiving, seeing like grandparents your uncles you know extended family and stuff like that so you would think it was going to be such a happy time and then obviously we got hit with like news that like one of our like best friends had like passed away and so at the time like it was so unfortunate i remember like getting a call um saying like what had happened happened and i was in my room and it was like super early in In college um, oh i was in egan i came back a little early because um, I just didn't have an exam, which I don't remember the exact like circumstance, but got a call and then I was like, passed away, like blah, blah, blah. And then I remember just like sprinting to my room or to my parents' room, and, like just crying. And I was like, he passed away. Like, I don't know all the details, like, and just laying in my parents' bed, like in between my mom and dad, and just like bawling my eyes out for I mean, who knows how long. And then I was actually dating a girl at the time and it was her birthday also um kind of in a similar time similar day um it was like so hard for me to like want to celebrate that when everything that yeah, happened I had to, yeah i had to i like was over visiting her and then i like just couldn't even stand being there anymore because i wanted to be with my friends that were like the boys like the guys like i wanted to be with like Will, and I wanted to be with Tony and John and Bill and like Baird, Isaac and all like all of them. So we ended up 
like one of the nights just going to my basement and like it's something like I'll never forget because we're all sitting there and obviously like like alcohol was involved so I'm sure that only amplified the emotions but we're all just sitting there crying in a circle and like you can barely get words off like you can barely talk like we were all just sitting at the table and you know it's it's unfortunate because of what happened but I think it definitely brought us all together in a sense that we were all able to handle it and experience it together rather than having to go through it by ourselves. So it was, uh, it was like I said, unfortunate, even like to this day, not a day goes by where you don't think about the kid or you don't, you know, but uh, I think now it's more of, you see the light that's kind of been brought to Egan with like the mm -hmm. golf tournament what yeah. we've been able to do in terms of money raised for Egan seniors at high school through the foundation. And uh, I think a lot of goods obviously come out of it. Obviously, yeah. I still wish the kids here, but yeah. uh, now it's more of a I'm glad I got to spend the time with him that I did rather than being upset all the time. That was nicely put. Coming to so Cameron kind of took me under his wing. I kind of met all the guys, and Carter and I definitely clicked right away, and we were hanging out and became really good friends. And I remember like the summers of junior year and senior year. We didn't have summer jobs, so mm -hmm. him and I, like, were always free, so I was literally always at the, the kids' house, just, like, swimming and hanging out and just enjoying summer. I went off into the military, did my basic training, and then I went to tech school for my job, more training for, like, four more months, and I was in my dorm, and I got a text from, pretty sure it was NATO. Nate gave me a text saying, something's going on with Carter, did you try and get a hold of him? So I texted him a couple times, called him, no response. And then later, word that he passed. That was tough. Like, I was by myself. I was in Texas at the time. And, oh, man, that was terrible. I was in my dorm by myself, just, like, shaking. I'm just like, I don't know what to do right now. The next morning came around. I talked to my instructor that was in charge. And I started crying in front of him. At like eight in the morning when we were training and they don't let you go home because i wanted to go home for the funeral and everything and you know try and be around family but if you're in the military you can't really go home for a death unless it's immediate family i did not know that and especially if like you're still in training you're not at your first base you can't go home unless it's like something serious so i was dealing with that all by myself and that was a very hard time like, I had some really close friends that I talked to that was in my training, but it was like, Cav was was home, and everybody was home, and, you know, I was reaching out to my family, but that was a tough time. I think the first time I was able to come home was once I finished that training, and I think the first thing I did was go try and see his parents, and, you know, try and see the guys, and make sure everyone was doing okay, and... He definitely had an impact on all of us. I mean, that was my dude. Really, my day one. So, I know you guys kind of talked a little bit about it, but, like, how did you kind of cope with, like, what did you do, I guess, to make sure that you were okay between this whole time that this has happened? I mean, in regards to, like, me personally, like, when we were here, um, like, just being with, like my family and being with like my friends and being with Tony and being with like Jono and just like, you know, we were all up here together. I think that helped me. So I know like that's different from Bill 
but like it uh was able to help me out and then now like looking back on how i'm able to deal with it now like i said it's it's not a sadness anymore because mm. it it happened like you know it's there's nothing that i'm going to be able to do to make like the events not happen obviously you know so it's like i think now the way you cope with it is you just always fun to talk and remember like the good moments and like all the times you're talking about like at the at the pool and you know being by and having like just different drinks and chilling and golfing and like there's a time where we uh we went out and then bill and carter went out and golfed and i think just me and jonathan versus those two and we were, we were just throwing bats back and forth and one of those throwing so throwing and, uh, <laughs> but just like little things like that being able to talk about small moments that you're all together i think are huge and coping now um now that you know it's been a couple of years since but in the immediate you know couple couple of days i think it was huge being around people that you love and care yeah. about i was devastated dude two or three of my like close friends that i developed a good relationship with and training and they helped me out like they've lost some loved ones and some friends and they helped me out and I got a picture of Carter that I got in my room and I know like every day before I go to work I would take a knee say a little prayer try and connect with them a little bit and have them watch over me and uh fellow people in the military and my friends and whatnot and I mean it's never easy now I love talking about it. like I I absolutely think that being able to talk about something like that and being able to share my experience is so beneficial for other people who are you know dealing with stuff that they can't articulate or they can't talk about mm -hmm. and if they're able to hear me speak about my experiences and how i was able to cope with things and it gives them some sort of light i think that's huge so i have no issue talking about you know mental health and how i was going through um certain things when you know tragic events happened and how i was able to use those tragic events to you know get to the place where i am now which is extremely happy and the craziest thing for me was that obviously that whole losing a friend, losing a best friend um, in a small group in high school was extremely hard being super young. But then um, it sounds horrible, but going through it again and honestly, like a deja vu moment. So mm -hmm. going through uh, freshman year of college, sophomore year of college, junior year of college, um, being in a fraternity, you go through, you know, like you get like haze just stupid little things you're always with someone you're living with someone so it's a little different in the sense that in high school um you know you see each other in high school and then you go home whereas in college like your college roommates are with them your family member yeah you, yeah you see them every single day you talk to them every single day like we had we have a group of 13 14 15 of us guys that were all in the same fraternity down in iowa and uh we had a, a buddy named Jeff who had clearly had anxiety, depression all throughout college and all throughout his life. And we had obviously noticed little things, but during it, you're not thinking anything of it because you, you don't know what someone else is feeling. And so you can yeah. tell there's something always like a little off, like you get okay. like anxiety attack, just little stuff, but you know, you never think it gets to like the extreme. And so this past November, uh, he was a diehard Vikings fan, a huge Minnesota Vikings fan, and they were playing on prime time against the Dallas Cowboys. And we found it weird that he hadn't texted any of us that day. Like he didn't, 
because I'm like, oh, usually he was a shit talker. Like, he, he was huge into just all things Vikings. Like, the Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl. Like, Adrian Peterson's the greatest player in the world, blah, 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 blah. So, we found it weird that he hadn't texted us, um, you know, the day of the game or anything. So, we're like, something's up, something's up. And uh, we we had, like, two of our buddies go and, like, check on his, like, his apartment. And, uh, and like, it was locked. They couldn't get in. Um, so, then they called the cops. And the cops were like, okay, like, we'll get the landlord. And uh, the landlord ended up coming in. And, uh, unfortunately, he had decided to take his life. And so he was in uh, in the apartment all by himself, and his little dog that he had was in there. And as soon as they went to the apartment, the dog was just barking like crazy, and you could tell something was wrong. And so, uh, yeah, it was crazy. And then his mom and his sister, it was his sister's birthday that weekend. And so clearly he had been dealing with some stuff that, like, he wasn't able to express, wasn't able to tell people, um, like, that he had, you know, these mental health issues and so for me at the moment um i was obviously heartbroken and devastated but i was able to use my previous experience of you know going through a similar situation with a best friend not to say that i was okay but to kind of be a stronger figure within my friend group at college to help everyone around me in terms of our friend group so everyone wasn't able to you know because it was the first time someone had experienced something like that yeah and obviously like i said it's not to say i wasn't heartbroken because i'm devastated no, still of course, is, you know, yeah. devastated to this i was able to rely on you know carter's passing to help my friends around me and it's never going to be okay but to let them know that you know you can push for mental health it's okay to talk yeah. about things that are bothering you you know yeah. we had uh we had our news crew come in and you know interview us on how the camaraderie of our brotherhood was so strong after his passing because we had hosted you know multiple gatherings at different churches um you know like in living memory events so to speak and uh i told you know the news lady and i still believe this to this day that no matter who you are if you're 20 21 19 18 year old guy you think you're the king of the world you think you're king shit you know you're you walk around college campus you walk around high school with like this big s on your chest thinking you're superman yeah but then at the end of the day if you're going home and you're looking at yourself in the mirror you say you know you're not happy with what you're seeing and you're putting on this fake show when you're out in the real world that's an issue and it shouldn't be an issue so it's one of those things where it's like you shouldn't be afraid to talk about things that are bothering you no matter what you are and obviously it's the same with girls but specifically but yeah guys, right. you know you have to put on this yeah. fake macho man guys always gonna be acting like nothing's wrong everything's yeah. good yeah. you know like they don't want to you know shed a tear exactly and, you know they yeah. people are going to judge them and, yeah and and not to say that had jeff had been talking to people you know, it wouldn't have happened or it wouldn't have eventually happened because who knows his mental state. Yeah. But it, I'm sure it sure as hell wouldn't hurt, you know, mm -hmm. if, if, he, if he was able to open up and say, you know, sit down and say, hey, Kev, I'm not, I don't like the way I'm being treated or I don't like the way that my grades are. I have stuff going on at home, whatever the hell it might be. If you just need someone to talk to, I promise you, I promise that someone will listen to what you have to say. 
nothing is too mm-hmm. embarrassing to hide in a closet but right. to the point where that is the end result that should never be the end result you were gonna host this event yep. and then it ended up not happening because of coronavirus yep. so maybe i want to hear about like what you guys were planning on doing you know like what, what were you going to do for that yeah um so our fraternity um like i said we had a really close group of friends like 15 of us and so every single spring we take it upon ourselves to have a philanthropy of some sort to, uh, you know, whether it's to give back primarily it was to ALS, but we figured the events that had happened in November, well, what better way to raise money and raise awareness for mental health than to do an event for mental health. And so as seniors, we hadn't been very involved in the fraternity just because, you know, as you're growing up, you, ca- you start to care a little bit less about it. You're focused on your future and yeah. jobs and whatnot, but it, we kind of reeled back and decided as a, as a group collectively that we were going to host um, what was called the Jeff Vipon Green Tide Gallop. And so it's going to be a similar, you know, we're going to have a charity auction. Um, you know, the green tie obviously is a symbol and a color representation of the mental health awareness ribbon. So we were going to do this whole event. We we're going to have live music, food cater, the hotel was booked and everything. And uh, we worked extremely hard on ticket sales and everything like that. And then, unfortunately, the coronavirus obviously happened. Uh, school got shut down. We were all told to leave. Um, the hotel could no longer host, you know, like events of that capacity because of restrictions and stuff like that. So when the news first broke, um, it was obviously unfortunate. I was devastated because personally I had put so much effort and so much work into something that I truly cared so much about yeah. that uh, – it was, it was really, it was unfortunate, but, uh, you know, I think that we were able to, in the short period of time preceding the event, we were able to kind of stir up enough conversation through like social media and through Facebook and just all kinds of different outlets to show it's people. like what it's about yeah, and the, exactly. at the end of the day. Yeah. And so the event never materialized, but I think that we were able to do a lot of good mm-hmm. things around the Iowa city area, um, to kind of raise a little bit more awareness. And what's going to be cool now is my brother's also in the fraternity and he knew the importance of, you know, mental health and the importance of Jeff in my life and in my friends' lives and, in you know, the community's lives that he, uh, that next year when school opens up, uh, they're going to host the event. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So they're Dylan and, uh, you know, the rest of the guys in the fraternity are going to carry on my which was uh, my friend group and I just joined. Well, I'm sure you guys can, like, go back know, to it. We'll, and... Yeah, we'll all be a part of it. So we're going to be, you know, helping out as much as we can. And, you know, all these obviously guys are all over the country with work and stuff. But yeah. I'm happy to say that they are going to, you know, continue on what, yeah. uh, what was supposed to be this year. I just want to know, like, after this has happened, mm-hmm. like, all, like, with Carter and Jeff, do you guys feel like you have push yourself to talk about your own mental health more or like i think definitely after Carter's passing it was one of those things where i still truly didn't realize the importance of mental health um and i just didn't realize you know it's family or friends whatever it may be i think being so young when everything happened with carter but then you know recently in november everything that happened at school really really gave me um just this freedom, I guess, to want to talk about mental health and not just wanting to talk about it, but 
but like really pushing and advocating for it, whether that's, you know, just posts on social media or talking to people about how they're doing, reaching out to more people, you know, if you see that they're down or what. Personally, for me, I've, I've really took it upon myself to want to advocate more for it because it's something that uh, truly impacted my life. And I, I never wish the pain that, you know, like I experienced a couple months ago to uh, be brought on anyone else. So if you can... Yeah say something, talk to someone, put a smile on someone's face, For I real, think, do it. Man. I don't, I just think it's like, not talked about enough, I mean, what about the military, do you guys ever, we always have like this like yearly training on like mental health, but like, it's so just like, PowerPoint, and just like, like leadership in the military, like they care, but it's not taken like super serious. You're not like, like I'm stationed in California. Like I got a lot of people at like my base that are stationed in California. So they can go home all the time. They yeah. live like two hours away. Yeah. But there's a lot of people out there that are like by themselves and you know, we're humans. We deal with our own demons. And the person who I was when I was 18 versus who I was when I am 22. It's not maturity because I mean, I left when I was 18. You don't have like, someone like you don't have a true friend that's there for you so i feel like after that i just got stronger and i try and not like talk to people but i just try and like joke around and have a good time and you know try and make someone smile or laugh and you really don't know what anybody's going through no, absolutely absolutely like i've been seeing i saw this one post about you know you never really know what someone's going through that uh talked about a lighter like, one lighter was inside, one lighter was outside. I don't know, it was on Instagram, it was about a dude who, the lighter that was from inside the house lit right away, but the lighter from outside did not light, because it was outside all day. And then he was just saying, like, you never know what someone's going through, and they might just need, like, little help. So he lights the lighter from inside the house, and it lights up right away, the other one didn't. But when it's lit, he just put it over to the other one, and the other one lit. And he was just like, you never know, like, what people are going through. So, like, don't be so quick to judge. Like, I have so much to live for. Like, yeah, I might have a bad day. I might have a bad week or a bad month. And trust me, I've had those. There's so much more out there in life that you just gotta... Well, specifically, with, like, men with, like, mental health, like, it's very, uh, very misunderstood. I think that's mm -hmm. a big problem in society. A lack of education and a lack of understanding on society's part on the true identity of what is mental health i think that some people look at it when someone takes their life and they can you know from afar think what a selfish act you know like just because you were in some sort of state you don't think about the repercussions on the family on the friend i think with you know like jeff like you never know like what exactly he was thinking so you don't want to like speculate but need to understand need to educate themselves that mental health and what's going on in someone's head it's a monster they know yeah it's no, something that is a person that's not the person your mother raised, it's not the person your father raised, it's not the person that I went to school with that's doing that. It's a true disease, it's an issue that's within someone that it's so hard to understand from an outsider's perspective. But as soon as we can educate ourselves as a society more on the issues and more about what is mental health and what truly you know causes people to get to that point i think that's gonna benefit us all i feel like i've been on both sides of that situation mm -hmm. and i feel like i was at kind of in that mindset at one point and now i'm on the other side of it and i've seen 
people pass because of it, and I've kind of seen all angles of it. I think it's a, it's a short-term mindset, but if we educate people around us and say, hey, like, there are steps you can take to right. better yourself. Um, thank you, Kevin and Bill, for joining us on the podcast. We are so happy that you guys wanted to come on here and share your stories with us. Like, I hope you guys realize that, like, there is a stigma with guys and their feelings and, like, not wanting to be able to talk about, like, how they're doing and stuff like that. So having you guys come on here is, like, huge. I know you guys know this, but, like, genuinely real talk can always talk to us. But thank you for being on. Thank you for talking with us and i know it takes a lot of vulnerability especially guys our age to talk about stuff like this so thank you